This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. afternoon you're listening to sister nina s griffin and we're on save the lost at all costs we're going to open up the phone lines right away if you are local you'll dial 702-650-5588 again to join in on our discussion today please dial 702-650-5588 if you're calling outside the las vegas area we do have a toll-free number for you that number would be 800-366-8883 Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. That web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, I encourage you to go to the website. Look for our weekly archives. And just select the dates that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. We have plenty of uh, resources up there for you too. Local, biblical, educational, health-related, Bible study-related. Just a, a wealth of information. We spend a lot of time getting this all together for you. So we hope you hang out on the website and tell someone else about it. If you have a Apple device, uh, we are also being archived on iTunes for free as well. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, you can listen to KKVV anytime you like. You would be able to listen to them on KKVV 1060 AM or KKVV 100.1 FM. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. I'm going to give you the number. I'm going to say it twice. I really encourage you to lock it into your cell phone under your contacts. That number is 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. It only works in the United States, and we're working on a series Uh, about false prophets so we're going to continue that series so we're talking about false prophets and we're going to focus on leadership today so we're going to go to the book of acts and the apostle paul is going to be speaking and paul was a a prolific leader uh, in leading those to christ and raising up those in the word He birthed a lot of spiritual sons and daughters, and that's what it's about, is making disciples of Christ. So we thank the Apostle Paul, and we're going to get into uh, what he is talking about in reference to 
uh, false prophets. We're going to focus on leadership. So we're going to go to Acts chapter 20. And we're going to read a few verses. And I'll be coming out of the New King James Version. Again, Acts chapter 20. And um, let's start about... hmm, I would have to say we're going to start about verse 17. Now... Paul has called the elders from the church of Ephesus to meet him. So this is uh, a uh, meeting and he's exhorting to them. And I think you're going to be fascinated. And then we're going to break it down. So again, I'm in the New King James Version. Uh, We are in Acts chapter 20. We're going to look at false prophets starting at verse 17. And we'll go through to the end of the chapter. So the word of God says this, verse 17, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. 18, and when they had come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. 19, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. 20. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. Verse 21. Testifying to Jews and also to Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. 22. And see now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. Not knowing the things that will happen to me there. 23. Expect that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. Saying that chains and tribulations await me. 24. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. So that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. 25. And indeed now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. 26. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am Innocent of the blood of all men. 27. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. 28. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. 29. For I know that... I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. 30. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. 31. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God 
and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. 33. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. 34. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. 36. And when he has said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. 37. Then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. 38. Sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. All right, so we just did Acts chapter 20. We started at verse 17, and we went down to verse 38. We're talking about false prophets today, and we're looking at leadership. So something that stuck out to me, I want to go to verse 33. Paul says, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Well, false prophets, they covet silver and gold and apparel. So we have a call. We'll take the call and then um, we'll continue the lesson. So we have to see if the caller is going to come through. All righty. So you're on Save the Loss at All Costs. God bless you. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, woman of God? It's so good to hear your voice. Sorry we've been missing one another, but I appreciate you. I love you. Love you, too. And uh, I see you're talking about false prophets, and I just finished looking again at, I have the uh, DVDs by uh, Brother G. Craig Lewis, and right. the truth about hip-hop, number four, mm-hmm. the curse of a culture, and it talks about Freemasonry. So, uh, you know, hopefully you, you touch on... Um, uh, that religion, because Freemason is a religion, and a lot of ministers and uh, believers think that they can do both, and you can't. You can't um, hold the truth and a lie at the same time, because the truth never changes. So hopefully uh, maybe you'll get a chance to um, talk about that group of uh, um, deceivers you know, in our midst as far as... Um, the false prophets go because not too many people talk about them. Amen. If I don't get to it today, sis, I'm in a series. Uh, they're mm-hmm. coming up very soon. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I appreciate that. And, you know, yeah. for us to do our due diligence, and I think uh, we need to do some research about that. Uh, yeah. Look yeah, up yeah. Uh, Freemasonry. And so yeah. when we get to it, uh, people will be more informed and open to the spirit. Yes, and now, like I said, that that uh, theory that's on the truth about hip hop number four, the curse of a culture, mm-hmm. and, he, and in that particular uh, setting, it, he brings out the reference that the founding of our nation, even though we're based on Judeo Christian principles, he also made reference to how Freemasonry got in there and established. That's why we saw the craziness going on now because of their belief system of uh, from uh, homosexuality, bestiality, everything. It's just open you know, that they're pushing this whole satanic thing. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I appreciate that. And some of the things we're going to look at here, uh, it will definitely resonate. Yes. 
I appreciate I that. I love you more, and give your mom my godly best, and let her know we love her, too. Yes, ma'am, and I know Sister Nan is coming up her birthday, so. Oh, yeah, you know, this coming Saturday, my mommy's yes, having ma'am. another birthday, Hallelujah. so we're very excited about that. I I pray that I'm here Sunday the 6th and be able to give a praise report and tell you I saw her. Amen. <laughs> She's alive and well. She made it. Amen. 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 All right. So I appreciate that. God willing in the creek don't rise. How about that? Yes, ma'am. You hear that, Mom? <laughs> We're pushing you into your destiny because she's listening yes. right now. Hallelujah. All right. Love, love you. Love you guys, too. Sure. All righty. Bye-bye. So we were looking at verse 33. And, again, I'd like to repeat it if you just joined us. We're in Acts 20. In verse 33, the word of God says this, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. So um, there are a lot of false prophets, and they are peddling what they believe to be the word of God to acquire things, gold, silver, apparel, titles, land bodies and they think that somehow they are spiritually over people that they have some authority because they equate numbers with success by whose success see how can they prove that you know biblically They can't, especially when they're using God's word for the wrong purpose. So Paul is saying right here that you you can be bought if you allow it. And he wanted the people to know and to remind them that he worked. Paul was bivocational, which means he worked and he did ministry. He was a tent maker. He was not going to let anything stop him from what God called him to do. And if that means that he was working, he would work to make sure that he could advance the ministry. And those that helped him and assisted him, he worked for them too to make sure that they were covered. He didn't want anybody to believe that they could quelch his message, that they can select how he was going to proclaim and preach the gospel because they gave him something or they only wanted him to preach about this. He didn't withhold anything in the gospel. See, some false prophets will only talk about certain things concerning the gospel. They don't talk about everything. Paul said, you know, you know what? I'm going to talk about everything. Matter of fact, if we go to Second Timothy and we look at chapter 3, And I believe if we go down to verse 16, you guys have heard it. But it says here, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And look at verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, it says all scripture, not some scripture, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, so you cannot pick and choose what you're going to speak about concerning from Revelation to, excuse me, from Genesis to Revelation. Everything in between. Everything is 
of all scripture. You see, all is given by inspiration of God, not some. You can't pick and choose when you're trying to control people or if you don't want yourself to be examined. You need to be thoroughly examined because if you're not, what are you doing it for? Are you saying that, you know, God uh, didn't know what he was talking about or it's confusing? The Holy Spirit will make sure that the listener hears what they need to hear. The Holy Spirit, that's its job. You need to proclaim it and watch the Holy Spirit move. But you cannot pick and choose what it is that you want to be said. For your advantage, it's not going to work. And God will not be pleased. And you're bringing curses and damnation upon yourself. So be careful about your selective use of God's word. Especially when you don't have a desire to help people. You want to control people. That's a problem. Because Paul warned. He said that uh, he was with the church of Ephesus for three years For three years, he said that he warned. And look at verse, uh, let's see where we have this when he talks about that. Verse 31, it says, Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Can you imagine how passionate he was about the word of God? How passionate he was about his service to the Lord? He said unto tears. Do you know what I mean? Unto tears. Real tears because he has such compassion for the people. He cared about their souls. You see, that that's the thing is he had concern for others. It wasn't just their temporal needs. He had a concern, a deep concern. What are we living for, men and women of God? Are we living to collect things? Are we living to just to retire? Are we living just to see this vacation spot or that vacation spot? I mean, are you kidding me right now? We will leave this earth. It is destined for every man and woman to die. We all have our appointed time. So if we are created to be in God's image, well, God is eternal. So time is not anything that's going to restrict him. Amen. Time does not restrict our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He defeated death. He is the resurrection and the life. We talked about that last week when we talked the scripture that's in John eleven twenty five. Okay, the resurrection and the life. The resurrection for what? Certain death. The body will die because that's what it's supposed to do. But we became a living soul when God breathed into us. That's when we were made alive. Amen. So the soul is living. It has to go somewhere. So Paul is concerned about that. You know, Paul is getting ready to go into Jerusalem. Jerusalem uh, was a hostile place. You know, Jesus had to go into Jerusalem. It was hostile towards him, but the prophecy had to be fulfilled. So he went there with the right spirit, knowing that he was going to defeat death. And that salvation would be available. And that eternity is real and that we will be able to live with him. There will be no nothing that will 
being hindrance to us. So Paul is going into Jerusalem. He's called the elders, the elders, the leadership, men and women of God. We're talking about false prophets today. We're talking about the leadership. He called the leadership to remind them, to exhort to them, and to tell them, you may not see me again, and don't let that bother you. I have been true. I have been righteous. I have proclaimed the gospel to you day and night, night and day. I have not withheld anything. I have took no favor from a man who had silver, gold, or apparel. I did not do it for that. You know, Paul has been beaten several times. He's been shipwrecked. He's been stoned. He's had to go before Rome and plead his case. But guess what? He fears not. And he's going to do it all over again. Because he is demonstrating courage. That there's power in suffering. The respect for the assignment that he's been given. That he is a bond servant. He chooses to be connected to the Lord. In every way possible. In life, in death, in suffering. In joy, in pain, in sickness, and in health. That's what a leader does. It's about the sheep. He's exhorting to these shepherds. This is what it comes down to. This is what it must be about. And he is concerned about their souls. It's not about him. He's not promoting himself. He said he did something. And when we look at verse 19, it says, Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. Okay, so there are those who are among us who may say that they're for us, and they're the ones who are coming in hostile. It's going to come from within and it's going to come from without. And when I say without, I mean not among us. It's going to come outside of us. But it's going to come. Make no doubt about it. Be very clear in your mind. But leaders that do this For our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they emulate this. They exude this. It's for real. It's not pretend. It's not a show. It's not Christian-tainment. It's not about a song. It's not about a dance. It's not about money. It's not about a building. It's not about members. It's about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and everything he represented. We need to look no further for an example of a leader than our own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the head of the church. He established the church. 
So all this other stuff, look and see if it lines up with Jesus and how he lived and how he cared for the people and how he ministered to the people. Look and see if it has any humility in it. Because there's nothing humble about a false prophet. He or she is a braggart. It's always about them. Their attention deficit. They don't care if their attention is positive or negative. It's always about them. And who they are. And what they're about. And what they represent. It's always a show. It's always a workshop. It's always a seminar. It's always about them. What are they doing it for? And whose name and authority are they coming in? If it's all about them. Why do they need your help to promote what they're doing? Be careful, men and women of God. It's intoxicating. Power is like a drug. Especially when it's self-made power. And Paul says, I have lived among you. He's accessible, men and women of God. False prophets are not necessarily accessible. Because they would be exposed very easily. So I want to go to the book of Revelation now. So we have this point in time when Acts 20, and then when we go over to the book of Revelation, we're going to go to chapter 2. About 40 years have passed. So let's see what the Lord has to say about the church of Ephesus. So we're going to go to Revelation chapter 2. And so I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things say he who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Verse 2, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them to be liars. 3, and you have persevered, have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Uh, We're going to go further, but look what is said. He says, this is God, excuse me, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. It says, two, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Can you imagine, men and women of God, that we would be able to make that statement? 
and when I say make that statement that we have exhibited that character that Jesus would be able to say right off the back that we have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and said and have found them to be what? Liars. And that we weren't afraid of them. We exposed them. Not only were we not afraid of them, we persevered. We had patience and we labored in the Lord's name. And we have not become weary. Sounds like Apostle Paul did an excellent job with the church of Ephesus. It's important, men and women of God. Christ's name is on the church. It's his church. Why do we tolerate false prophets? They are not leaders. They are predators. And they come to devour the sheep. And if you're a shepherd, then you are the set person in the house. And it is your job and your responsibility to protect the sheep and give them great spiritual food because if you're feeding them great spiritual food you're modeling Christ as well guess what they'll be able to handle anything they'll be able to spot a liar they'll be able to spot those who do not do the work of Christ see Paul told them it's coming that savage That wolf in sheep's clothing is coming to devour from the inside and it will also come from the outside. So the shepherd has a great responsibility to protect his sheep. Because those that you protect, you protect and you preserve until the Lord comes. Many of us are sick and weak and have fallen asleep because we like that type of leadership. It's flashy. It's a show. Exciting, exhilarating, but no power. Because it's not about God. It's about a man. Or a woman. Very little word. The motivation is wrong. And subsequently, our brothers and sisters are being devoured daily. It's important that we really get in our hearts and minds what Paul is talking about here. He's testifying. To the content and the character of his heart. Because he has put. Our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ first. Proclaiming the gospel. As it was presented to him. And not deviating. Whatsoever. And caring more about how clear and concise the word is. See, that's all he had to perfect. 
And in perfecting that, there was no false prophet that was going to even enter into his presence and last for a day. Paul said, day and night for three years. And 40 years later, still, Jesus commended them on the work that they did in reference to exposing those who claimed they were apostles and weren't. They were liars. Amen. Just excited about that. If we can follow this model, it can happen for us. And Paul went on to say, In verse 20, he said, How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. He said in verse 21, Testifying to Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. He said publicly, teaching. He wasn't ashamed to serve publicly. And making sure that they were taught. He took it personal. I'm going to teach them. He walked in his divine authority. It was important that they knew. And that he went from house to house. See because everybody can't come to you for whatever reason. But he made sure that he went. And those that he was training up. They went too. And he just didn't testify to certain people. He testified to the Jews and the Greeks. To the Jews and the Gentiles. Because he cared about their souls. Some of us are selective in the message that we bring and to the people we're going to speak to. And if they don't agree with us or look like us, then we don't have anything for them. But Jesus said in his word that he didn't come for the righteous. He came to call the sinner to repentance. So if you have it all together, basically he didn't come for you. He came for the sinner, that one that was in need. And it's his word. So how can you call yourself a leader and you're selective? What type of leader are you? A leader on your own terms? Well, then that would not be in agreement with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He did everything his father told him to do, even unto death. So let's go back to the book of Revelation in chapter 2 because I want to um, make sure that we read a few more verses and definitely I need us to look at verse 10. So 
it says in verse 4, and this is Jesus speaking. It says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Five, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So, there's a problem here. And there was some compromising going on. Because some in the church still wanted to enjoy some sinful practices of the Ephesian society. Well, you can't do that. The first love should be to proclaim the gospel and to serve the people and make sure that you as a leader especially as a leader don't fall into sin you know leading people is a very serious assignment especially when you're leading God's people and you're doing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. There were people who want to elevate you. There were people who will want to brush up against your anointing. Because it comes with a price. And we have to always be mindful. People are there because they need a word from the Lord. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who says he's the resurrection and the life. Not us. We offer them no resurrection or the life. We're not capable of that. But what we can do is minister and serve and remind them that it is Jesus is the one who saves. That he is the life. He's the truth and he's the way. And that nobody comes through the Father but by through him. Amen? We're not the way. We're not the truth. We're not the life. He is. And we need to make sure that when we are leading people concerning him, that it is clearly established. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. But he makes it known that he is very pleased with them. He loves them. He's proud of them. However, he sees this thing that when they take their eyes off of him and replace his love with self-love and gain then they can fall and we don't want them to fall away that's why the gift of repentance is there 
they can repent, get back up, and get in line. And he says, do it quickly. So they are aware of it. It's not like they're not aware. Most leaders know when they are crossing over. It doesn't catch them by surprise. Temptation is something that we should flee from. Not anything that we should entertain or try to dance with. It's a dance of death, destruction, and total separation from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we dishonor the crucifixion. We dishonor the resurrection because he died for all our sins, not some of our sins. And where would we be without a Lord and a Savior? How would we be able to experience salvation? How would we be able to partake in the gift of forgiveness and repentance? It would not be so. If we act like it never happened. Oh, but it did. And Paul is very mindful of that. So much so that he's not afraid to die. Because he knows his salvation is secure. And that in any stage of his life. He's with the Lord. There's no break whatsoever. In this earth. In the heavenly realm. While he's waiting on the Lord. In sickness and in health. In joy. In pain. In shackles or free. In employment or unemployment. In good sight. Or of little sight. In comfort or discomfort. In grief, in joy, in mourning, in celebrating life. He knows there's no separation. He's with the Lord. Awesome to have that confidence. To run that race. To stay laser being focused. That's what leadership in the Lord is about. Remaining laser being focused. It's about winning souls. And caring for them. And making sure that they're spiritually equipped. And there's some people who say, we don't want all that teaching. Well, one of Jesus' names is rabbi, and that means teacher. And for those who say that, I have a question for you. 
why would they call him the good teacher if he wasn't a teacher? And how do you disciple someone without teaching them? And ever since you've been a baby and you came into this realm, you've been taught something. You came here equipped to speak, but you still had to be taught words. So yes, it's very necessary. And leaders who operate as shepherds know that. You never ever stop teaching and providing spiritual food for the sheep because the predators never stop coming and they never lose their thirst and their desire for total annihilation and to devour the sheep. Thank God for the shepherds who understand the importance of preaching and excellent teaching. I thank God for my pastor, Joseph E. Terry Jr., who understands that and is passionate about the preaching and the teaching, radical to some. But I appreciate that because that's what we need. The false teachers have not let up on teaching heresy and perversion they have not let up at all false prophets always have a doctrine that's full of fallacies and they're quick to spread it around And they're always looking for a young Timothy or Titus to become perverted and spread their message of lies, hypocrisy, heresy, self-promotion, vainglory. Which will lead to the total destruction and separation of souls. And we should be more like the church at Ephesus, be able to spot the pretenders and expose them for being the liars that they are. And coming against the kingdom of God. And making sure. That there do not prevail. 
See, Paul, he wanted to testify. The gospel and of the grace of God. We are nothing without it. We will perish and perish quickly. The shepherd's job is to feed the church of God. See, the church of God, not the church of a man or a woman. Almighty God. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. That's the church of God. The church that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ established and died for. And that he's coming back for a church without blemish. A church that he speaks so passionate about that he tells a man to love his wife as he has loved the church. Can you imagine that? That that's the instruction that he gives a man before he takes a bride. That he must love her as he has loved the church. How beautiful is that? And he calls himself the bridegroom. I'm excited about that. So when we look at Acts 20, in the verses that we had looked at, verses 17 all the way to the end of the chapter, which ends in verse 38. Paul is making sure that there is a clear distinction between the leaders that minister for the church of God and who are serving the Lord Jesus Christ by proclaiming the gospel that they're living it, they're teaching it, that they're avoiding temptation, that they do it night and day, day and night without ceasing, that they care for the sheep, that they are perfecting that great work that God had begun in them, even unto death. So when we go back to the book of Revelation in chapter 2, it says, let's look at that. Verse 10, it says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulations. Ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. This is Jesus speaking. He said, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He said, do not fear these things. 
that are about to happen. We will suffer. And it says the devil surely will throw some of us in prison. And that we may be tested. And he said we will have tribulation. And he was talking to the church at Smyrna. But the thing he says, be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. False prophets and teachers, they're not faithful unto death. They're just faithful as to what they can get. Jesus will deal with them. Because what a man or woman sows, they will weep. They will reap. Men and women of God, be inspired by the Apostle Paul. Be inspired about what you heard today in Acts 20. Be courageous. Suffering is profitable. Have respect for the assignment that he's given you. And have concern for others about their soul. Serve with all humility. Love the church as Christ has loved you. We love you and God bless you. Save the loss at all costs. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.